This past Wednesday, I had the opportunity to go to the St. Andrew dinner. And the St. Andrew dinner is a dinner that's based on the idea of St. Andrew encountering Jesus and then him introducing Peter to Jesus. So at the St. Andrew dinner, it's intentional uh, to bring men who are open to the call to the priesthood. And as I drove with three of our students to the St. Andrew dinner in Green Bay, we had to go up Highway 41 and drive through uh, what I call like Stinkville. It just smells so bad with all the paper mills and stuff. But eventually we got to the Diocesan property and I dropped off the seminarians. I'm sorry, hopefully seminarians someday. I should, I, maybe I should be vocation director someday. Anyways, the students. Um, but anyways, uh, dropped them off and I pulled my truck around and, and as soon as like my feet hit the ground, I just heard very clearly the words, go to confession. And I turned around and I saw a priest who's actually taller than me. His name is Father Michael Warden. And he's the priest. You know him? Okay, sweet. Okay, right. Yeah, you know him. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, great holy priest. And I, just went to conf- I said, hey, Father, can I go to confession? And he heard my confession. And I want to preach about that um, tonight. Because I think, in general, it's just something we, we just need so much in our world today with, like, COVID, the craziness. It's such a beautiful sacrament. But before I do that... I just want to uh, tell you what the homily is going to be about. So like if you uh, get distracted during Mass, sometimes I do even as a priest, um, but here is your homily. So I'm going to give you kind of like the thesis of the homily, and then you can repeat it back to me. And if you like get checked out, just know that. If someone asks you, well, what did you hear at Mass today? This is like the homily, okay? So this is it. Jesus wants my total and joyful yes. Can you repeat that back to me? Jesus wants my total and joyful yes. So if you forget the rest of what I say, just know that. That's what it's about today. So again, I want to talk about confession. And as it is also Priesthood Sunday, one thing I can honestly say is I love being a priest. I know, Father Luke, you love being a priest. It's such a beautiful vocation. Every sacrifice has absolutely been worth it. Easy? Absolutely not. But God is is so generous. And one of the sacraments I just love as a priest is is a sacrament of confession. For those of you who were here a couple weeks ago, you heard how I felt called to be a priest, but it started with confession, really. And confession is really where discipleship happens for priests and lay people. There's just a special grace there where sometimes people are so lost and you can just let them know about the Father's love. And it's such an amazing encounter with the mercy of Jesus. But I first of all want to say, if you have ever had like a negative experience with confession, with a priest maybe yelling at you or asking you too many questions or whatever, I just want to say like, I'm sorry on behalf of all priests. Because that's just not okay. It's such a delicate place to be with a soul, to care for a soul as priests do. And it's such an awesome sacrament. So if that's ever happened to you, I just want to first of all just say I'm sorry because it's just not okay. But on the flip side, you know, maybe you avoid confession or or you just don't know, maybe you're in a little rut with confession. Um, And confession is is such a beautiful sacrament. And when you go to confession, you, you go there to deal with your sins. And it's like our favorite topic, right? I want to talk about sins. So let's talk about our sins for a second first. You know, sins do many things. Sins, first of all, you know, 
They separate us from God. Whether we realize it or not, sin separates us from God. That's why Jesus came to pay the, pay the, the uh, price on the cross. But they also, they look good. There's something pleasurable about them. But the, the thing is, they enslave us. They enslave us. And the wages of sin is death. St. Paul tells us that. But that's really not any new news to anybody who's looked at the first original sin. You know, it's just that, that spirit of doubt. Did God really say, servants, did God really say if you eat that fruit, it will kill you? And the thing is, yes, <laughs> our sins kill us. They actually sometimes even make us kind of numb inside. As a 34-year-old, I thought by now I would be better at eating pizza. I love eating pizza. But for some reason, I always pull that stupid pizza out, and I'm so excited to eat it, I cut it, and then I put it in my mouth, and I, I burn the roof of my mouth sometimes, and I burn my tongue. But for people that are, like, dead to sin, like if they're, if they're dying inside, they, like, take the sin, they put it in their mouth, and they don't feel anything. Their soul is actually dead inside. And confession frees us, reconciles us to the Father, to know that we're sons and daughters of the Father. You know, it gets us those, those bonds, those chains that hold us back from believing in lies. And it wakes us up to be sensitive to what we should be ultimately be sensitive to. We go to confession to do that. And if you ever come to me, for confession, I usually like just to give you a simple blessing because I know there can be nerves, there can be stuff weighing on your hearts. And usually I'll say something like, may the Lord give you the grace to make a good and holy confession. May the Holy Spirit fall upon you to help you know that nothing you confess will make Jesus love you less. Nothing. That's from St. Faustina. I totally stole that. But she says, you know, always know that nothing you confess will make Jesus love you less. There's not one sin that he cannot forgive. And it does help the priest, just in general, to let him know, like, what is your state in life? You could say I'm a college student. You could say I'm single. You could say I'm a focused missionary. Or you could say I'm a priest if you're a priest. It just helps give context. I'm married, you know, or I'm engaged. It just helps the priests have context to, to know what kind of advice to give you to help you. And usually one word of uh, thing of encouragement I give people is like, just start with the heaviest stuff first. Like what's, what's just, just not right? You know, when you, when you do it, you just feel kind of gross inside. And start with that first. And if you don't know how to go to confession or it's just been a while, just ask the priest. That's why it takes like six to eight years to become a priest. They teach us how to do this stuff. And you are able to, first of all, claim it. You own it. I did it. It was wrong. It was sinful. And I let the blood of Jesus just wash over it and set me free. So I can know the truth. So I can walk in freedom. And then at the end of your confession, I'll do this sometime. Just sometimes the Spirit's just prompting me, but sometimes I'll just ask, is there anything else? Because sometimes we're so afraid of being judged or whatever. And to do that is just a, an invitation. I say, nope, that's all I got. And then the priest will give you a penance. And I, I encounter a lot of people who don't seem to understand what your penance is for. So just for, for imagine, imagine that my hands are your, are, are your will, okay? So when we're weak-willed, a sin comes, we just fall. And your penance is meant to keep your will strong. So you recite your penance. And if you come to me, usually I'll give you two types of penances. One is I'll just say like, Pray 
that the words Jesus loves me like 20, 30, 40, 50 times. Any way for it to get from your head to your heart, right? And then when you're tempted towards going back to your old way, to keep your will strong, repeat that penance. Other penance I give people is just sometimes like ask Mother Mary to show you and help you feel in a new way how much Jesus loves you by praying three Hail Marys. And then when you're tempted towards going back to sin, recite that. Mother Mary, show me, help me feel right now how much Jesus loves me by praying those three Hail Marys. And then if you find yourself judging others, maybe you don't struggle with that, but sometimes even I do as a priest, just recite, Mary, please help me feel and know how much Jesus loves them. And usually she'll bring you right to the foot of the cross and she'll say, that's how much my son loves them. Please love them too, right? And that's what we're called to do is, is to love. And you, you, as you recite an act of contrition, there are formal act of contritions. You know, oh my God, I'm heartily sorry. Maybe you know that one. I personally don't really know the whole thing. There's also the Jesus prayer. If you know the Jesus prayer, that is an act of contrition. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. That works. Or you can just say a prayer from your heart. And then the priest will absolve you of your sins. God gave you priests, especially a reminder on this priesthood Sunday, that God will always be with you. He'll always be with you. You're never alone. And then he sets you free. And sometimes, if the priest is maybe sensing you're struggling, he might just ask, is there, are you struggling with any sins? Like, is there any advice you need? He might just give you some advice. Priests love giving advice. But it's just an invitation to... Make sure you're ready before you leave and, and start this new path to walk in freedom. And why do I bring this up, confession, particularly on Priesthood Sunday, apart from the St. Andrew dinner? It's because of our reading from St. Paul to the Philippians. It's, also, it's known as like the canonic hymn, the self-emptying hymn, because we're called to have the same mind as Christ. You know, St. Paul, he wrote a lot. And as he says this to you, he says, if there is any encouragement, any solace in love, any participation in the Spirit, any compassion, mercy, please complete my joy by being of the same mind with the same love, united in heart, thinking one thing. And where do we form our conscience? It's ultimately in confession. So we love, we have mercy on others. We get out of the driver's seat, we get out of the judgment seat, and when we run out of mercy, we run out of love, we're full of sins, we just break right back to confession. But confession helps us see the world differently. You know, he, sa- he says strangely, humbly regard others as more important than yourselves, which is totally strange because our world doesn't do that. How many people do you see when you walk around on campus, and I'm pointing fingers at myself too, do you think, hey, they're more important than me? They're more than important than me. They're definitely more important than me, right? But it's that humble act of doing that by not looking out for my own interests, St. Paul says, but also for those of others. So we can have that same attitude, that same mind as Christ, and we learn that in confession. And when we don't love, when we choose, you know, different sins, just go right back to confession. Just go right back. Pope Benedict XVI, he said that God never tires of forgiving us. It's us that tire in asking for forgiveness. God will always forgive you. And he wants you 
free. And he wants you. He wants like your total yes. You know, maybe think of when you had your first communion or your confirmation. Did you really give God your full yes? And was it a joyful yes, right? Because sometimes, I don't know about you, but like when I was confirmed, I, I was not giving God my yes. You know, because we hear that in our gospel reading today, it's, it's pretty clear. A father has two sons and one, he asked them to go into the vineyard. Now vineyard, the vineyard is a place of, of wine, of like the true drink that you and I are created for that will satiate just that ache in our heart for authentic love. And he says, the father says, son, go out and work in the vineyard. And he says, I will not. But afterwards he changed his mind, which is the right thing to do. To change his heart. The second one says, yes, sir, which is like me at confirmation. But he didn't go work. I don't know about you, but I don't like flaky people. Like, I don't like it when people say, hey, I'll be there, and they never show up. It's like totally frustrating. And God is calling all of us to authenticity. And we learn how to truly be the saint Christ created us to be by primarily knowing that we're sinners and being forgiven in confession. So Jesus can set you free. So you live in faith, not in fear. So where are you right now in your spiritual life? Are you giving God your total yes every single day? But not just a yes, but a joyful yes. And we learn like what that means, what that looks like from the mother of Jesus, Mother Mary. The angel came to her and said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. And she didn't just give God her yes right away. She prayed, she pondered, she thought deeply about what this might mean. But then she said, you know, fiat. She gave God her yes. She said, be it done unto me according to your word. Which is basically like giving God a blank check for the rest of her life. And look at how her yes changed the whole world. And she can teach us how to do the same too. Jesus was always full yes. Mary, by being full of grace, by giving that sense of grace, she's always a full yes, a joyful yes. And that's what God wants from you and I. A full, like a total joyful yes. To know that Jesus wants you free. He wants you happy. He wants you on fire. He wants you totally at peace to know that he loves you. And if you have never given Jesus your yes, or maybe it was like a begrudging yes, or maybe you've given Jesus your yes, but it's like, I need to do it again. I just want to invite you to pray with me. You don't have to pray out loud, but just to pray with me from your heart to unite your, your yes with Jesus' yes. You know, so we can make that gift of ourselves. We can have that same mind as Christ because our world is simply ugly right now. And it needs your yes to make it beautiful. It needs your yes. The church, the world, Jesus needs your yes. So please pray with me. Left to myself, Lord Jesus, I am nothing but inconsistency, sluggishness, and empty.
my instinct is to either say no to every invitation extended by God or to mumble a half-hearted yes that I do not intend to live out. Faith in your avowed desire for me is the only source of hope. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for not abandoning me to my own sinful ways. Come, Lord Jesus, come, and utter within me the eternal and untiring yes that is the substance of your being. Inject the blessed energy of your yes into my heart, for only then will it issue from my lips in praise and from my hands in deeds. And it will become our yes, intending only for the glory of the Father and the salvation of our world. May your mother of the word, who always gave her yes to bring birth to Jesus, pray for me in my heart so that I may become an assenting son or daughter of the Father. Today, tomorrow, and forever. Amen.